Hello and welcome to Control Chaos Podcast for the Flock. My name is Nick Ciamera. It's Thursday, October 8th. Hope you all are having an incredible week because we got an incredible show planned for you guys today. Joining me as always, my partner in crime. He's got a little bit of a different look today. I don't know what that's about. I guess he had fun with that skit. I grew this out. What you talking about? My boy, this is my Matt head. Semenik. And uh, yeah, I got the luscious locks out today. Feeling good. Feeling good. Also joining us on this episode is our producer, Brandon Dorr. What's going on, everybody? I'm not showing my pretty face on this podcast, but best believe it's on the, it's on the other side of the camera. He's there in case we need, uh, we need some <laughs> I'm out. I'm over here pressing buttons, so He's what's going on, too. everybody? He's producer and security. <laughs> Never know who's going to roll up here. All right, so how you feeling today, Matt? Ready to rock? I'm feeling good. I'm ready to rock. I look like I'm ready to rock. I'm ready Hell yeah. to get it on, Nick. Let's do this. Control chaos. Control chaos all day, three, two. Control chaos. We ain't out of control. We still crazy, though. Ravens at Washington Football Club. Mm. So, any initial thoughts? Washington, Washington. Yeah, you know, I honestly thought that it was going to be more of a blowout. A 14-point win is nothing to be upset about. And I think the Ravens used that game to pretty much work on what they needed to work on. Uh, They're still kind of, you know, working on their passing game, missed some passes. Some receivers might not be hitting the routes right. Uh, Lamar missed a couple throws, I know, to Marquise Brown. Um, But, you know, they they look good. They won the game by 14 points. I know that the Redskins did throw for over 300 yards, but they only scored 17 points. It doesn't really matter as long as they're not putting points on the board. So pretty much from this game, I, I saw that the Ravens are the dominant. They're... Looking good. They can take care of those teams, no problem. Never never worried in that game. They were going, doing their thing. Never had any issues. Lamar finally broke one. All right, we've been waiting for him to run out the pocket and break one. He got one last week against Washington. Washington. That was exciting to see. That's the Lamar we know. I'd like to see him do that more. I'd like to see him run out the pocket and actually go for that first down. I think he did that a lot more last year. I think this year... He's straight away from that because he's really trying to work on his passing game, which I love. But what makes him so special is his ability to get out of that pocket and run for some yardage even when the play is dead. So I want him to find that balance. I want him to know when he should extend the play and then th- or go for a throw and when he should just take the ball and run. Uh, he's still working on it. It's week four. We're three and one. Looking good. We're looking good. Yeah, definitely. I'd have to agree with a lot of that. And to me, that wasn't anywhere near what the Ravens can do. Um, I felt like it was a good game. They handled Washington and, you know, they did their thing. But, you know, not not a great game. I feel like coming up, the Ravens are going to hit their stride. Guys like Patrick Queen and Devin DuVernay and J.K. Dobbins, these young kids. I mean, I feel like it's... You know, it's so early in the season for them. I feel like now they've kind of gotten warmed up to what it's like to play pro ball, what it's like to, you know, get hit by NFL players because they've obviously been used to college as rookies. So, you know, I think this team and a lot of other teams in the NFL start playing football like they're warmed up. You know, this was kind of like a 
sort of a preseason for a lot of teams. You know, we, we've gone through four weeks. There's normally four preseason games. So, you know, I think we should be seeing teams hit their strides, find identities here in the next few weeks. Clearly, um, the Ravens are a contender, still a top five team on anybody's power rankings. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to, excuse me, really looking forward to Cincinnati next week. Yeah, me too. I, I, I'm really looking forward to the Ravens continuing how they've been playing and working on those things they need to work on come playoff time. They're going to, I think, have it figured out. Uh, some stats from Washington. Washington versus the Ravens. Lamar only had to throw 21 times. That's more like it. Our offense started to run the ball more. You know what did surprise me, though? What's is that? Gus Edwards led the backs with nine carries. And I love it. I think that Gus Edwards on any other team could be maybe even a starting back, you know, maybe an RB upper RB3 on another team. Um, he's doing a fantastic job. He runs forward. He runs downhill. Love that guy. Keep giving him carries because he makes the best of it. Nine carries for 38 yards. It's about a, a four-yard per carry average. Not too bad. That led the team. Mark Ingram was one carry behind with eight. Keep him fresh. You know, Mark Ingram is getting up there in age a little bit. We want to keep him healthy. Uh, Mark Ingram is our motivator. If he's on the field, as long as he's healthy, he's motivating our players on the sidelines, you know. Real we see him over there. The team loves that guy. Yeah. I love watching I love him. Guy. I love when he's mic'd up. He's a funny guy. <laughs> um, and Dobbins, they're working in slowly. He'll get his stride, you know. He's sharing touches. It's hard to get comfortable when you're sharing touches with two other backs. So I'm not worried about him right now. They're just getting him kind of in the zone a little bit. With the NFL, it's a different, like you said, it's a different feel. And I think he'll be fine as well. But that's what we got to do. We got to keep running the ball, controlling the clock. And that's how the Ravens will be successful. Um, in receiving, I didn't know that Hollywood Brown, he is leading the team in targets. He has 26 targets. And he only has 20 completions, however. But he is actually... Showing that Lamar's trying to get the ball to the outs now, right? He's trying mm -hmm. to get the ball to the receivers. Last year, he was mainly tight end ball, throwing it to Mark Andrews, throwing it to Hayden Hurst back when we had him, Nick Boyle. Now he's trying to get the wide receivers involved. Miles Boykin was shown a couple times in the game. Willie Sneed gets himself in there every once in a while. Uh, he had two catches, I believe, too. And the fact that he's trying to get the ball to who could be a future star in Hollywood Brown, uh, that shows a lot of promise that he is – definitely working on his weakness, and he realizes what his weakness is, and that is getting the ball to the wideouts. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree, um, especially, you know, going back to what you were saying about the running backs, I love that each week you don't really know who's who's going to be the starting back, who's going to get the most touches, catches, carries, whatever. Um, and Gus Edwards, who a lot of people would put as, like, their third running back, maybe second behind Dobbins and uh, Ingram. But, you know, turns out in the Houston game and this past game, he's leading in carries, leading in touches. And, you know, it's it's nice that our offense is keeping it fresh in that aspect. And, you know, you know, start of the season, we all think Mark Ingram is going to get the load. He's the lead guy. But, you know, Mixing it up like that is good. Yeah, and sorry, fantasy owners. If you have Mark Ingram, 
you, you're going to want to trade him this year. He is not going to be the main guy at all ever this year because there's just too much going on back there. And their focus has obviously been to keep all the backs fresh by splitting it up as much as possible. You might get a touchdown here and there, but he's not putting up big fantasy points this year. So if you have him on your team, look to trade Mark Ingram this year. Yeah, it seems like it's just going to be goal line looks and, yep. you know, maybe a lucky – I shouldn't say lucky, but, you know, your occasional breakaway touchdown, like, against the Texans. So, yeah. How do you feel about the defense against Washington? Um, I thought they played all right. I think they took the f their foot off the gas sort of late in the game, late third quarter, late fourth. Um, they had real no real answer for the screens. They were able to stop some of them, but I feel like Washington was averaging – like five yards every screen, and they did like fifteen screens. Gibson had a game. great game. He yeah, Gibson. Gibson had a great game. Uh, McLaren had like he had he had a hundred yards. I don't know how many catches 10, he had. He had but. ten catches for a uh, hundred and eighteen yards. So that you could say that's a very good game. Yeah, I mean Terry Haskins. McLaren. Haskins played pretty well. Gibson, McLaren. I mean, I don't want to take. I don't want to just you know say the Ravens defense could have done better, should have done better, whatever. Um, I think they, I think they should have, could have, whatever. But I mean, I think Washington played pretty well offensively. I was surprised to see Haskins get benched. I mean, I don't think he played great or anything special, but I don't think he played bad. I think he did, you know. Yeah, you know, that's where stats and winning games is. There's a difference, you know. There's the sure. players who put up stats, and that's what. Haskins did against us this week. He put up over 300 yards, and then you we talked about it. Ten catches for 118 yards. That's only 18 yards per catch. Um, it's really not that much if you think about it. Most people, if you have ten catches, you're getting near 200 yards most of the time. Uh, he's not throwing the ball very efficiently down the field. He's more of a short yard thrower. He's, like you said, the screen plays are easier for him. He's getting comfortable with those. He still hasn't found his deep ball accuracy. But I believe this was a great game for uh, our rookie linebacker, uh, Patrick Queen. You know, those screens, he's going to need to get those. He leads our team in tackles. He has about uh, 30 tackles. He leads our team. He's a rookie. That's fantastic to see. The middle linebacker position should lead your team in tackles because they have to hit both sides of the field. They have to be able to run forwards towards the quarterback. They have to be able to cover. They're all over the field. And the show that Patrick Queen is leading our team in tackles is very promising. I'd like to see him get better in coverage a little bit. Uh, his coverage, you know, he's guarding quicker, more efficient backs and slot receivers. It's difficult to cover yeah. uh, for any linebacker in the league, let alone a rookie. And once he's able to, you know, get the feel of these routes that they run and the way they run them, I believe that, that I think the defense will become more efficient. And our pass rush, it, I think the leader in our team has two sacks. And that is, it's not going to quite do it. I believe the leader is Tyus Bowser, too. Tyus Bowser leads our team in sacks. So I'm looking for Judon to hopefully step up against the, some of these better teams. Uh, Calais has been a fantastic swatting the ball down. Love Calais. Yeah, fantastic. But we, we definitely have to get to the quarterback a little quicker on defense. That's my only thing I'd say. I would agree. And I think going back to Haskins, Obviously didn't play great, but, you know, I think you got to give the guy a little bit more credit. It was a lot of short passes. 
They managed to run the football fairly well. But, like, I don't think he played bad at all. And I don't think he deserved to be benched. I think he followed their game plan and didn't execute it great, but it was about par in my opinion. They, they were playing from behind the whole game. You have to throw the ball. They, yeah. they actually ran for under 70 yards, so that was good. The Ravens stopped the run. Got to stop the run first. Um, but when you're playing from behind, you're going to rack up those yards. And still only giving up 17 points. Can't complain. Can't complain. It is Washington, but... You know. How about uh, Marlon Humphrey going... I think it's his third week in a row with a forced fumble. I'll tell you what. Man's a beast. I don't want to ever take a punch from that man to the face, to the chin. I'll, I'm dropping instantly because he knocks that ball. They hold that ball tight. I don't know what he's doing with his fist to punch it out. He's got such an accurate punch. I'm waiting for him to miss one day and to just punch a guy in the gut and just drop him because he uses so much force so quickly, uh-huh. and he's so accurate with it. I don't know how he's so accurate with that punch. It blows my mind. I would We need to put him in the ring. Take Nate Robinson out, put him in the ring, let him box someone up because Marlon can throw hands. Yeah, he could, kick, he could kick Jake Paul's ass for sure. Oh. Gosh, don't even get me started. All right, y'all. Well, on Saturday, we had a nice fundraiser, and it was the Big Orange Bull Roast. We raised fifteen dollars to $20,000 for this Big Orange Bull Roast. Nick, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm impressed. You know, I, didn't, I wasn't even sure the Bull Roast was going to happen this year, but this year I brought this fool over here, the yellow hair. And I think he had a blast. You had a blast, right? All you can drink, all you can eat. I had a blast. He said, all you can drink. I said, I'll be there on my way. So this was uh, a bull roast we've been doing for 10 years now. My family started this 10 years ago. And the goal was to raise money for melanoma research after uh, we lost a close family friend of ours. So ever since then, you know, my, my dad and a bunch of his friends have been working their asses off to get the bull roast going, to get uh, Orioles games where we, you know, take a part of the ticket and donate it. Also, some golf tournaments. So over the years, I've just been really proud of how hard they worked, and to be able to raise somewhere between fifteen thousand and twenty thousand dollars in the middle of you know this whole coronavirus mess, and to actually just even make the bull roast happen, you know, with masks and being socially distant. I'm I'm really impressed with what they were able to do, and I think everybody had a blast this year, oh, even though it was less people. It's awesome, and that's what it's all about. I'll tell you what, though. I did not expect to be going in there and uh, being put to work for uh, some – I guess it wasn't technically free labor, but, man, they put us to work, so – I got to work on my business skills a little bit. We brought a friend along. Uh, he ought to come along with me. And we had to sell raffles for a wagon full of liquor. Now, this this wagon had all the good stuff. You know, you had your whole uh, handle of Tito's. You had tequila. You had some rum with some Captain. You had some margarita mixes uh, for your tequila. You had all the good stuff in that wagon. But you couldn't keep the wagon. I would have liked the wagon too, but that's all good. That liquor was probably worth around $500 worth. So we had to try to sell those to the people that were at the bull roast. So I'm already about five drinks deep. And um, this is 
premium liquor that is all you can drink, by the way. So five drinks deep is is pretty good feeling, you know. So I'm walking around trying to sell these tickets, and I don't know a damn person in this place. Nick, you know, most of the people, he sent the stranger around, like just bothering all these uh, people that just trying to enjoy their food and dance a little bit. But, oh, well, you know. It was your initiation. I think you passed. It, it depends on, oh, it was my initiation. I thought you meant how did I initiate with No, people. no, no. That was initiation. I had to read the person, though, when I tried to sell it. Like, does this, does this person seem like, like they really want to buy it? Or do they look like they need a compliment right now? Do they look like maybe they want, like, they're going to make fun of me and I'll start making fun of myself for them and then they can join in? Because people like doing that for some reason. I don't know. But anyway... We got creative with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad, though. I went to this one table, and I was going to try to – I did make a sale. And they – by the way, it was – we had to sell – they were $10 worth of tickets. You got a whole arm's length, right? So like 20 for a wingspan. I'm going around calling all this, but you got a long arm span. You got a really good chance of winning. Like, man, you got some long arms. And even if the ladies wanted to buy them, like – Who's got the longest arms at the table? I'll let you get it. You know, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt to, to get them the chance to win. Well, I get to this one table. They're just not buying it. So I was like, we'll do a dare if you buy these tickets. And they're like, okay. One of them buys $10 worth. He gets a whole arm. I'm like, man, this has some arm, some long arms to him. I don't know how he didn't win. But anyway, we were talking for a while, and I completely forgot about the dare. I just kind of dipped and we got the sale though and we just kept going and i guess that's the good part about not knowing anybody there is that he he doesn't he doesn't have my handle or anything unless he watches this and he's gonna probably make me do it soon enough so basically here's the thing i owe that guy a dare if you want to help him out send us any dares that you might have for us all right i'll do a dare in replace for this guy because i feel bad i want to make sure my karma is right so Send us dares. I want to see what you got. We'll choose dare. We'll post it, and hopefully it'll make us even for the $10 tickets, and he didn't win. So at least this will make it a little better since he did not win. All right, now on to a more football-related topic. Did you just fart, dude? Yeah. God damn it. When I would fart in school, right, I could I could fart, and... The kids would smell it, and I I would know that it would sting, and I would do it in the crowd. Anyway, back to Browns Cowboys. You know, I don't know how how this Dallas defense is that bad that they let Cleveland put forty nine on the board. I mean, that's just absurd. I know Odell had a day, but with Nick Chubb going out early in that game, I did not think they were going to hang forty nine on Dallas. What do you think about that game? I'll tell you what, Dallas's defense thinks worse than my farts right now, Nick. And you I'll ain't tell kidding. you what, if a little dingleberry came out, they'd be worse than that too. They stink. I even heard talk about Jerry Jones. Maybe think about a new defensive coordinator. But then they put that to rest. He's not actually. But that is how bad they're doing to give up that many points to the Browns, who I said would have a good year because they have a good offense, are now three and one as well. And they are putting up points without Nick Chubb. As you said, Kareem Hunt is a dog back there, too. So, you know, now he's going to be catching the ball and leading the backfield. Um, It went away. You're good. And Dallas is a good team. 
they can't get it together in the games all together. Their defense is struggling. They need to get that together ASAP. They got some injuries. Van Der Esch is hurt and uh, Lee is hurt. But that's no excuse to be giving up near 50 points to Cleveland. That no. is not Hell no. an excuse. And poor Dak, I, I'll give him credit this year. He's putting up points. He's putting up yardage. CeeDee Lamb's already breaking out. Amari Cooper, he's a top uh, three receiver in fantasy right now. He's tearing it up. You got Zeke, he's putting up. He's a top three running back right now. And their offense is rolling. The fact they got one win blows my mind. The fact Cleveland has three wins does not blow my mind because they're a good team. They're a good team. And I'll tell you what, the coaching, getting better. It's getting better it's for getting sure. getting better. They still don't scare me as much as Pittsburgh, but they'll make the playoffs in my opinion. Mm. I got Cleveland making the playoffs. Still think that's a reach. Mm. But, I mean, Dak throwing 502 yards. What the hell? How do you lose a game after throwing for 502 yards? That makes no sense. Dallas, your defense, you guys should be so embarrassed. I know you got some injuries, understandable, but Cleveland putting 49 up. Dak throwing 502 yards, and they still lose. Who's Cleveland got this week? They got the Colts, correct? They got the Colts, yeah. Colts, that's a good game. Better defense. This is a test for Cleveland right here. The Colts are also 3-1. The Colts... And Browns, I'm looking forward to this game a lot because I really want to see what Cleveland has. They lost to the Ravens. That was their first test of a really dominant-type team. Also, this is a test for Indy with Phillip Rivers over there. Uh-huh. I'm curious to see what they got against an all right team in Cleveland. So I'm looking forward to that game. I think that's one of the top games this week coming up. Yeah, I looked at the list of the games, and not a lot of them look great. I think Minnesota and Seattle could be a good one. Like you said, that one could be a good one. How about, uh, since the Ravens play the Bengals this week, how about Joe Burrow getting his first win? That was, I mean, I know it's Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not very good. Some people think that they're tanking to try to get Trevor Lawrence or another quarterback. I like Gardner Minshew. Anyway, bottom line is Jacksonville's not very good. But Joe Burrow did get his first win. The Bengals got their first win, I should say. So did you watch that game, Matt? Yeah, the Bengals, they got a good offense. And the fact that, again, Joe Burrow's doing this with a pretty bad offensive line shows that he, he's going to be all right once they build that up. I think they have their future quarterback for a while. I for think sure. that Joe Burrow is their guy. Joe Mixon heated up, put up over 40 points in fantasy. Yep. If they can get that run game going, they, they've got a dangerous offense. Again, they're another team that needs work on defense as well. I think their defense is a little weak. They can get scored on. Um, but I, I, I think that it's a divisional game coming up. Baltimore, Cincinnati, even when Cincinnati didn't have Joe Burrow, I believe the, f- the first game it was only like a score away or something like that. They it, It's going to be a closer game than you think. I, just because it's a divisional game, the teams know each other pretty well. I, I think that Cincinnati hangs around, especially since Baltimore is working on their pass rush right now. If they don't get to Burrow, he will pick us apart pretty well. Uh, they got Tyler Boyd hey. over. They got A.J. Green's back. A.J. Green's not putting up numbers right now, but he's one of those guys you can't leave open because he can burn you. He has that ability. For sure. So he definitely is going to bring an eye from the defense to watch him. And then they have... 
T. Higgins coming in there, and T. Higgins is starting to heat up. He's starting to get in the groove a little bit. He got a couple touchdown passes the other week, and that offense is rolling. I hope that you know that our offense continues their thing, and I, I pretty much know they will, but curious to see how our defense does against the Cincinnati team this week. I think a big part of why they beat Jacksonville and why they did so well in that game as a team was getting Joe Mixon involved, getting – what was it, 150-some yards out of him? Forget the touchdowns. Just being able to move the ball down the field um, with Mixon, which they haven't been doing a whole lot. Like you said, their offensive line kind of sucks. And Joe Burrow has been getting his ass kicked in the pocket. Kind of feel bad for the kid. Hopefully the Ravens kick his ass this week, though. Don't feel bad for him this week. Um, so, I, I mean, I can see Mixon having a decent game against the Ravens. Maybe Gio Bernard helps helps Cincinnati move the ball, but I don't see him popping off 150 or that team doing all that well. You know, I, I think the Ravens clog up the run for the most part. I think you see the typical Joe Mixon we saw last year and a little bit of early in the season, so I'm not too worried about Cincinnati. There's a chance, you know, Joe Burrow gets some passes on our secondary, but we'll see. I think... The Ravens' pass rushers get in the backfield. I think Calais finally, you know, gets acquainted with Joe Burrow like he was joking about when he got drafted. And, um, yeah, I don't see Cincinnati having a shot at this game. No, and I believe that Marquise Brown has a big game this week. He has not found the end zone yet this year. I believe that changes this week against Cincinnati. I think Lamar finally hits Marquise Hollywood Brown for a touchdown or two possibility this week and I think a big factor of that is our offensive line on the Baltimore Ravens is Tyree Phillips uh, and Ronnie Stanley are they going to be healthy this week even if they play are they actually going to be full so. capacity because those are big name guys that are on our line we need Stanley he's fantastic I see him you know he, he, he has the ability to be an all pro out there on tackle and then Tyree Phillips, the way he came up, for those of you who don't know, he's on this uh, documentary on Netflix, uh, Last Chance You. And it's a pretty much where, if you haven't watched it, it is a show where it's a bunch of players that have D1 talent come together in this Mississippi State Community College, which is where they play. And this school takes them, and a lot of these kid, uh, athletes and students, they had rough childhoods or they grew up in rough areas so they go to this school and they really work on their academics they work on their work ethic they work on their their football game their abilities uh in the sport and i think that the fact that he came from there tyree phillips work ethic now is something that is unmatched because of the way he came up and i love 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 his story of how he came up if you haven't watched that i want to tell you everything watch last chance you it's a great show on netflix and you will see a little bit of Tyree Phillips on there. Thanks for watching, listening. You know, please subscribe wherever you consume our content, whether it's social media, YouTube, or any of these platforms like Spotify, Apple, any of that. Um, also, our social media handle, once again, is at C-O-N-T-R, chaos. If you see any other handle, it's not us. Ignore it. They're frauds. Trying to be like us, but you know, we're used to that. Anyway, see y'all next week. Thanks for watching.